This is Everyday Seeker. It's real talk for the new age, and I am your host, Rebecca Muir. You can find us online at everydayseeker.net, and you can also add us on Facebook and Instagram. We love connecting with you all. Um, Instagram is definitely the favorite medium for that. So please say hey, say what's up. Um, I'm so excited. It's October and in alignment with seasonal energies. I'm speaking tonight with a wonderful professional witch here in New York City, the lovely (laughs) Kat Cabral. And she is also a professional actress, a tarot reader, and a ballerina. She's done ballet for years and years. So welcome, Kat. I'm so excited to be speaking with you tonight. Oh, I'm excited to speak with you as well. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. The (laughs) pleasure is all mine. (laughs) Um, I was so fortunate to meet Kat in Enchantments, which is uh, a wonderful magical supplies store here in New York City. Um, And she was teaching a class on candle carving. Um, So that was awesome. It's something I still do and use. And depending on who I'm speaking to, I will call it a spell candle or a prayer candle. (laughs) myself Uh, I think I'm like ah they're the same thing you know Um, but I suppose let's just kick things off and I want to ask you uh, what is a witch so that is a wonderful question Um, I think what is a witch Um, that term depending on who you speak to it can be a term of endearment it can be a term of empowerment Um, it can be derogatory you know it it can really run the gamut of a lot of things. But for me, I think being a witch is really about being um, a wise woman. Yes. Um, you know? Um, <laughs> so Wicca, the, the, the actual, which is more the modern um, religion based off of more older witchcraft traditions from um, Western Europe, um, I'm summarizing, but... Um, the word Wicca um, means to bend. Um, so you can kind of bend the energies, bend your will. And, you know, in folkloric traditions in pre-Christian Europe, you know, if a woman is pregnant, who would they go seek? You know, they'd go to the midwife or if they needed, you know, some kind of potion or a spell for, you know, healing, they would go to the same woman most likely. So, right. you know, there's always been these kind of figures in all kinds of various cultures of women as healers, um, being able to really use their knowledge of local herbs and tinctures and um, whether it be oils, um, anything that they can make from the earth to heal and to have various effects. So I like to think of being a witch as being a wise woman and wise meaning that you're using your intuitive, you know, your third eye, whatever you want to call it, to really think about, you know, what in this situation feels right. You know, what kind what might defy logic or explanation, but really going with mm. what you feel in tune with with nature. Um, yeah, that's so that's so powerful. Um, and just I've heard witchcraft or I suppose Wicca more described as a nature nature religion working with the cycles of the seasons and the earth and all of that so it makes sense it makes so much sense it's to to be trying to flow with that and also to see yourself as part of it 
so to honor the self. Absolutely, because, you know, we are, you know, it's, I, I, I've been in the city for a while, well, my whole life, um, but in terms of actually getting out of the city, it can be so difficult, and I went hiking um, this past Saturday, and just being on top of this mountain, you know, and looking out, and it's just that kind of reminder that we're just, you know, just almost like, where's Waldo? <laughs> you know, like, we're like these tiny little figures, and just seeing how overpowering just nature is, you know, um, around us and that we're just part of it. And mm-hmm. you can't fight against it. You can only work with it. And I think most of, you know, the nature-based um, traditions that, um, you know, are popular and what people are interested in, it's because it is something they can tap into. It's it's something that we all can kind of understand and Uh, relate to but you don't have to be a woman to be a witch I wanted to bring that up as well I just think you know it's about kind of being in tune with with your own your own personal power Um, that's a very broad definition you know I love that but I think yeah (laughs) oh that's so awesome yeah um so one of the things because I've been really interested in Wicca and witchcraft for a long time, but I'm such a quintessential seeker. I never seem to go fully into anything. So I've, you know, dabbled around in lots of different books. And so is there a difference between Wicca and witchcraft? Absolutely. So um, witchcraft, you can kind of um, say, you know, it's like an umbrella term. Mm. And so even a larger umbrella uh, on top of that would be neo-paganism. So in pre-Christian Europe, um, in Ireland, in Germany, um, you know, all over the place, um, there were, you know, local kind of cultural folkloric traditions, you know. So in Scandinavia, you know, you'll find, you know, the system of divination there. It's the runes right. and, you know, goddesses like Freya and Thor and kind of, you know, that uh, pantheon. There's sort of, we all know about the, the amazing, you know, Greek and Roman gods, Um and so on and so forth. So wherever, you know, you were from, it was kind of like the whatever kind of the local um, and cultural traditions were. Um, and Wicca is kind of a throwback, you know, it takes from older traditions, mostly um, from, you know, England and Ireland, so the, the Celts. Mm. Um, and Wicca is really a modern religion, which I think most people misunderstand. Right. Um, most people think Wicca, it is, you know, a tribute to older religions, but in fact, it really wasn't brought to popularity um, in this country until the 20th century. Um, really, in the 1950s was when um, Gerald Gardner, who was um, one of the biggest figures in, in modern Wicca, bringing his uh, books and and teachings to this country. So um, based on older things, for sure. But witchcraft, I, I would describe witchcraft as people really kind of doing spell work mm-hmm. and, you know, working with the cycles of the moon, not really necessarily being initiated into a particular tradition. Um, you could be Wiccan and still be doing witchcraft. I, I do feel like those two terms are interchangeable. Some people would argue against that. I think, you know, I feel like I'm a witch. I mean, my 
I am Wiccan. I do work with with a group, and that's a path that I've been studying for quite some time. But I there's no um, you know conflict of interest. I would I'm I'm just as comfortable saying that I'm a witch and that sure. I practice witchcraft. <laughs> yeah. You know, witchcraft is is older. It's it's a huge term. You know, you could be. Um, when I worked at Enchantments, you know, I met people that went to church, um, you know, on Sundays and would also be lighting candles and, oh, well, I've got to do my spells. I've got to, you know, I'm really trying to work hard on this project or, you know, get this new job or just release the negativity in my house, you know, mm. and there was no conflict of interest for them. And uh, and I feel the same way. Yeah, it's beautiful. And it's interesting because so Wicca is, is not that you can't be doing witchcraft or anything, but or spell work, but there's an overall, is it not like a, it's a spiritual path. You have a relationship with the divine. Um. Yeah, I mean, I think the biggest difference is that um, Wicca is legally, it's recognized as a religion, um, and, mm. and and it is. Um, you're, you are worshiping sort of the divine um, feminine, the, the, the goddess, and then the god, the divine masculine, um, kind of recognizing that within yourself and those, those polarities that exist in our world, mm. working with the seasons and the wheel of the year. So right now we're going into Halloween, um, which uh, used to be called Samhain. Um, that's from the Celts. And, you know, it's, it's the, this was sort of the last harvest. There were three harvest festivals. So um, we're in the final one. The first one was in August, the Festival of Lamas. Then we had the Autumn Equinox, um, which um, some people call Maybon. That was in September. And now Samhain, Halloween, it's the final, you know, the final frontier before for winter, you know, and when everything begins to die and that natural process of letting go. Uh, it's also the time of the year when the veil is the most thin, most witches believe. So this is a great yeah. time for, you know, divination and kind of a lot of introspection, you know, and really thinking about, you know, what needs to go and, um, and not being afraid of that, you know, just kind of releasing yourself to that. Yeah. Wow. You just said so much. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. It's interesting. It's like, um, I wish I could remember how, how it was put when I heard, heard it, but you know, in the summer, this, the light is without, it's outside of us. Right. And so we can take mm -hmm. that in. And so in the winter months and when we, things start to get darker, like right around now and around Halloween, we go toward the light within. So it's a time for going, um, oh, inside. Putting it. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, it's, it's yeah it's just honoring I just love the idea of how it's kind of honoring what is instead of trying to force oh you should be like this or be like that and you know it honors darkness as well as light it, it's it the cycles the the wheel of the year all of that and in terms of the duality that it acknowledges between masculine energy and feminine energy and having and acknowledging the divinity in both of those and how there's you know a play um, a mm -hmm. dance between those two energies and how they they come together to create is you know and it's that same energy it's like you could say yin and yang I mean it's just depending yeah, on what totally. religion you're talking about is has named it so many different ways and uh, I think for a while I was a little bit confused about how to think of that 
in Wicca, um, because so many people in the New Age community, which is like, I suppose, what I would consider myself a part of, you know, we um, talk about how all is one. And so I didn't really understand how to think about duality for the longest time. Ah, it's duality. But, yeah. but then, you know, I started to, I mean, I, the way I see it, even though I'm not, you know, in the know exactly, is I still see the divine feminine and the divine masculine as, you know, being reflections of the same mysterious source. They're just two different ends of the spectrum. Sides of the coin, right? Sides of the coin, right? (laughs) And the lovely thing about it is, even on a subconscious level, you know, I was raised with an atheist father who's actually not atheist anymore, so that's kind of interesting. And, you know, my mom was, you know, Christian, but she wasn't, nobody was ramming anything down my throat. I was just always uh, taught to think a lot about these different things. Um, so I did think a lot about them. And so subconsciously, I was, you know, I was exposed to the church. So subconsciously, I feel like I have this masculine imprint of the divine, even mm-hmm. if I don't consciously yeah. think of it that way. And so, and so, so many of us really do, yeah. you know, um, and, and that, and that masculinity, I think it is important. And I think even with, um, so even in modern Wicca, it, that's actually something that, is sometimes uh, I'm trying to think how to say this um, because there is kind of the emphasis on the goddess and the god. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people, like in the LGBT community, um, you know, people that feel like it's maybe a little, you know, uh, you know, too separate. You know, um, so sometimes in traditional Gardnerian w- Wicca, which is like from the British traditional, that's kind of mo- you know, when you think of Wicca, you know, that's sort of the, one of the main. Um, sort of classic tradition. Right. Um, and, you know, I, I think the way Wicca is evolving, because like any religion, you know, there are things that as time go on, you know, things need to change and evolve. And I think now um, we're seeing the interplay more of, okay, you know, it's not even so much about the, you know, the penis and the vagina, you know, <laughs> it, you know, you know the actual, you know, interplay of you right. know, bringing these two different, you know, energies together, but the masculine and the feminine that's inside of everybody because we all have it, you know, and some right. of us maybe have a little more than the other. Yeah, you know? Exactly. And um, and it's it's kind of really about balancing those things and, and um, celebrating them. But I think if you're coming from, you know, whatever religion you're from, if if it's only dominated by masculine influence, it can feel really stifling. And I think most people that become interested in in the new age, you know, in the pagan community, it's because they're looking they're looking for that female um, influence. They're looking for something sure. more maternal or welcoming, warming. <laughs> you yeah. Know? Well, for me, it's actually even like beyond that. Is I never really thought that I was looking for the divine feminine. But then when I started to connect with, I suppose, Wiccan teachings, I was just like, oh, I'm divine. I'm a female, but I, you know, it was like almost like someone clocked me over the head. And I was like, oh, like weird. How did I never notice that before? Or how did I never? And so I wasn't even seeking it, but like subconsciously, I was not really feeling or sensing or knowing the divinity in me because I was 
like on a level of which I wasn't even aware associating divinity with masculinity. Because we have um, no one bizarre. to look up to either. That's the other thing. I mean, if, if you're coming from a Judeo-Christian place, it's like, you know, and I, I mean, sometimes people, you know, tease me for it, but I'm like, I love Jesus. I, I really oh, too. think he's a beautiful person. <laughs> You know, he was a beautiful prophet, and um, I have total respect, and I, I mean that with total sincerity. Um, but there's, there's, you know, the women were, you know, uh, you know, you know, what's it called? You know, like the prostitutes or you know the suffering women. You know, it, it's difficult to feel divine when it when you're sort of looking at things that are either looked at as shameful or completely unattainable, you know, case sure. in point, you know, the Virgin Mary, <laughs> Right. you know, it's like those two extremes are so extreme. It's, uh, it's right. difficult to, to, right. to look up to that. Yeah, exactly. So just even looking at my ordinary femininity and just my feminine qualities and being like, I'm sensitive, I'm this, I'm that, and seeing those as being qualities of a divine that are not largely acknowledged by society. Um, or by our Western, you know, Judeo-Christian society. So I thought that was really, uh, that was really something for me, like a recent realization I had that I, of what, and where I'm starting to connect more deeply with these Wiccan teachings, even though I don't, you know, necessarily call myself by any name of anything. Um, I just really valued that because it's, it totally like, it was like such a light bulb moment for me. <laughs> you know, yeah. I was like, damn. Cool. Yeah. Um, so I suppose we don't really need to go too much into this, but I do feel like we should just take a moment and say, what is Wicca or, or, or witchcraft not? Um, that, is there anything that you feel like there's a sort of like a rampant misconception out there, like the whole devil worship thing? Oh, totally. Let's just take um, a quick moment to acknowledge that. <laughs> so... Because And I can also, like, talk all over the place. So I'm thinking, let me be clear. Um, so there is a word called the occult, and that means hidden knowledge. So the occult world is a huge, huge umbrella, and underneath that are various magical traditions. So that could be um, uh, ceremonial magic. That could be... Um, studying, you know, ancient Kabbalah that could be studying all kinds of different things. Um, and then studying various forms of witchcraft. There's Italian witchcraft, yeah. you know, Stregas. There's, there's, um, you know, the Celts, there's the Druids, there's all kinds of things. Well, they wouldn't even maybe see, it's funny because as soon as you say something, it's like, oh wait, is that actually, you know, people Everyone, you know, no, no matter, this is the funny part about sort of the new age or the pagan world is you think you're getting away maybe from politics, <laughs> right? you know, and it's like with anything. Um, and I think that's why for me, for a long time, I was more of a solitary practitioner. I was studying various things because I came from a rigid background um, in terms of um, being raised Catholic, and I didn't want a label. You know, I didn't. I didn't want that, and I still don't want that. But I think it's you know for everyone, it's important to learn about. You know, if they're interested in you know different types of spirituality, different types of magic, it's important to explore 
various things and realize that there's no race, you know, there, there's no, you know, you don't have to know everything right away. It, it's not anything that happens overnight. You know, you're always still learning. So in terms of witchcraft and Wicca, um, witchcraft is a, is a huge general term and it's hard to define because, you know, on one hand, you know, doing witchcraft, it's the act of doing rituals, chanting, dancing, you have a particular intention, lighting a candle, doing a spell, you know, if it's a love spell, maybe on a Friday for, for Venus. Venus, you know, <laughs> yeah. but that can also happen in Wicca. Wicca is just an actual religion where if people who are traditional um, gardenarian uh, Wiccans, they undergo a process of a year and a day kind of studying. Um, then they become initiated and you can go up to a certain, you know, certain levels where then you can become a high priest or a high priestess. Doesn't sound that different from right. other religious traditions. It's not. Uh, yeah. But there are certain secrets and things that, you know, have been passed along from oral tradition. Then again, there are grandmothers in Italy that say, I'm, I am a witch, you know, <laughs> and they pass along certain maybe secrets throughout the female members of their families. Right. Which one is more or less important? I say they're all equally important. They're just different. It's different lineages, you know, it's different approaches. So I don't think one thing is necessarily more legit than another. Um, when I worked at Enchantments, that was sort of a, a question that would come up a lot from customers who would say, you know, I'm really interested in Wicca. I want to do a self-initiation. Does that count? And you know what? If you're alone, you know, in front of the moon, kind of like doing some some very personal ritual where you are making a commitment to you know the goddess that to me is is extremely beautiful and important and just as legitimate as maybe undergoing a couple of years of training with a specific group you know wow. it's really you know and i think that's kind of what i'm trying to say like the biggest misconception is it's i think there are lots of rules and things you can learn but there's also there's also, you know, uh, the idea of of being able to have a little more freedom, whereas with, right. you know, certain religions, you, you know, you can get stuck in the dogma. So mm. Wicca has no devil um, at all, but the, right. the the idea of the god. Um, the horned god, he can look devilish. Um, you know, we're thinking of Pan, who's kind of frolicking through the woods, that mm -hmm. kind of, you know, the sexual masculine frolicking energy. Mm -hmm. That's not a devil, though. The devil is a Christian creation. Um, and that's sort of one of the biggest misconceptions that there's, you know, kind of devil worship. Right. And even you the know? symbol of the pentagram, which is the five-pointed star, which I've seen represented all over. The, like, you know, I'm a seeker, yeah. so I've got all these different... It's like the yeah. human body. The human body yeah. is five points. Or Venus in the sky forms a five-pointed pattern. That's right. Um, in her yeah. orbit. So it's... The, like, I mean, it's like these are just reflections of patterns occurring in nature. And absolutely. Yeah. And and that's and I think, you know, it's it's one of those things where 
it bothers me less and less. Maybe it's just with age, you know, like even today, somebody, you know, shoved like a religious flyer in my face and I was like, oh, no, thanks. Have a great day. (laughs) It doesn't phase me because I have no, um, I think what is, what makes, um, kind of Wicca um, different from other traditions is that there's no proselytizing. It's like, if you want to find us, find us. So the biggest, you know, oh, these people, they're, they're luring, you know, people in with witchcraft. It's like, no one is looking for you. (laughs) Right. You know, if you become interested in something, you usually find it now with the internet, but before the internet, it was really difficult to kind of learn about these things unless you came across like you know, a bookstore or through friends or things like that. I mean, in the 90s, there was definitely the misconceptions. I mean, the craft, that's oh, a Oh, yeah, thing. just popular cultural world. It's cultural a fun world. movie, yeah. but it's not an accurate representation. And, you know, the with the girls, it really kind of, it becomes like so many films where, you know, women are like pitted against each other, right. which is kind of the opposite of what you want with, Especially if you're in, in a group working magic, you want to be able to trust all of the people you're working with and, you know, really ho- wishing the best for each other, right. not, you know, trying to like screw each other over. So, right, and honoring the divine feminine, you know, yeah, if that's yeah, like a part of the path, then, you know, yeah. Uh, so, exactly. I mean, all of, all of the stereotypes I think about witchcraft are generally not true. I mean, <laughs> I, I think that's kind of the biggest thing. I mean, why do witches love black cats? You know, I mean, cats are familiars. There's kind of an idea that um, cats hold um, sort of intuitive knowledge. So, you know, maybe that's kind of a fun cliche. That's <laughs> that's true. Sure. But sure. Um, Wow. Yeah. I mean, I guess the biggest thing in popular culture, too, and with these movies like The Craft or whatever, is people are very fascinated with magic. So, which is a real thing um, in in witchcraft and Wicca. And to be honest with you, from everything that I've learned and explored on my path, I don't think it's a whole lot different than the law of attraction and all these other things that, oh, you know, metaphysics, quantum physics. I'm like, I oh, feel yeah. like, I'm like, this, this is the same stuff, but witches have just known about it for years and years and have just been doing it for a long time. You know, um, to me, Absolutely. from what I've read, I'm like, it's just... it's the same thing you know well there are other elements and other layers involved I suppose you know um it's not just you know it's not just like the secret necessarily you might you may or may not be working with the goddess or the god or uh also one of the things that I found interesting that I've read in various books on Wicca is just the concept of having personal power um, oh, and that and that's right. a huge thing because Not I think just we're relying on God for everything. You know, yeah, it's like seeing the God in yourself and knowing that you have power, and that's like you know the secret and all this other shit has been doubting that for the last <laughs> few years. Oh, so. absolutely. So tell us what is what do you think magic is, or what is magic to you? So magic for me is having having an intention, um, having having inspiration about something and then coupling that with an action. So you have an inspiration about something and then doing something about it and you put those together and with faith 
and kind of just letting it go, like trusting that the universe will make it happen, magic usually does happen. Mm -hmm. So an example of that is, you know, if my if my sort of desire, my intention was, you know, was to kind of manifest, um, you know, I'm trying to think of a, of a clear example, you know, ah, if I was like working on a film project, you know, and I was really looking for not just the finances and the networking aspect, but the creative inspiration, you know, bringing in the right you know, actors, the right costumes and, you know, the sets, just having everything really come together, you know, but being able to see it, you know, intention is kind of the most important thing. Like, you know, I, what is it that I'm really trying to create here and being able to clearly identify that. And then the action part is kind of showing the universe that you're serious. Um, right. And I say universe very generally. You could say God, you could say goddess, you could say me, <laughs> you could say right. whoever, you know. Um, but really, the force. Kind of, the force, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, you know, and, and having some kind of action um, where you're raising energy, you're demonstrating to the universe that this is what I want to do and I. And I am charging my intention. So that could be through chanting, through dancing, um, through sex, through, sure. um, you know, lighting candle and kind of, um, you know, really praying over it or um, all kinds of variety of different things. But, but they you're have playing to be with some, energy. Exactly. And then, you know, really kind of building that energy up. And then when you let it go, you say something to kind of close the ritual and then you just walk away and <laughs> and just yeah. let it unfold and that is usually the most difficult part because especially now in our society it's like you can have everything you want at your fingertips in just a moment pretty much so you know sometimes it's hard to to trust that mm. you've you've done the work that you can do and now you're going to go off and continue doing that work and the universe will bring in the right people, will make the timing work out, you know, everything will fall into place, you know. Right. And and then, ah, so another misconception about, I think, magic or witchcraft is that, you know, there's this kind of um, greedy, narcissistic negativity about it where it's like, well, I want money and I want this person. I don't care who they're with and, you know, yeah. kind of that that kind of energy, which to be totally honest, that does exist. Yeah, and I would, it does. I would be lying if, you know, if, you know, if I said it didn't. I mean, that's a real thing. But it's no different than your ordinary, crappy, totally. negative person walking around spewing negative energy all over this place anyway. And I mean, that's exactly it. So, I mean, there are yeah. people that do kind of try to focus in that way. But in my experience, um, they might make some gains, but they usually get right back where they started. And then what do they attract? Usually more of the same energy and they're kind of on this hamster wheel of hell the <laughs> hamster know, wheel of hell oh my god you know they, they think they're getting somewhere 
Um, well, that's interesting because it's, it's like not, karma. Not really, you yeah, know. Yeah, it's like karma, the concept of karma, which everyone's, you know, more or less, unless you've been living under a rock, yeah. you're you're familiar with that concept. And in Wicca, it's even they take it a step farther, right? So it's the rule of three. Is that what yeah. it is? So if whatever you put out is coming back three times as much is going to come back to you. Yes, yeah, so you've really got to think about it, you know. And most of the time. Um, you're, you're reacting from just like a primal place of, you know, jealousy or, or anger or whatever it is. It's a human emotion. And if you can take a step back and clearly identify, okay, maybe my intention isn't to get, you know, this particular job or promotion, you know, at whatever means necessary. It's like, <laughs> no, you really want what is going to be for your highest good because what if you finally get that promotion and now you're working 80 hours a week and you have no social life, you have no time for anything and you're a slave to your job. So, you know, it really is be careful what you wish for because the universe will give you what you want most of the time. It's just, it can be, it can be funny. (laughs) You don't always know what you want, I guess, I suppose. And then, you know, if you're in a spiritual path, you, you are interested in enlightenment and trying to get to a place of understanding and there are things that we will never understand and never know and that's that's okay but you can at least become more comfortable with this is the place I have in this world and I'm just trying to be a better person and grow and go with it you know yes exactly and I think this is a really big point as well because if you're doing magic um on part what's part of a higher spiritual path for yourself regardless of whether that's Wicca or not chances are what's you know you're recognizing that all is the whole all is one thing right that whole concept so whatever is for the highest good of all is for your highest good and if you do something that's going to harm someone else it's not for your highest good to do that um so yeah it's and i mean that's another i don't know how to pronounce this because i've only ever read it in books but r-e-d-e is that the wiccan read oh the Wic- yeah the wiccan read yeah so exactly. can you say that for can you is it's a thing right is it oh like a short little do you know it you know what i do not know it totally by heart and it's I, like a little it's like <laughs> and it's okay it's like and harm none do what you will or do oh, like, yeah basically the concept is do whatever you want as long as you don't hurt anybody pretty you know, much be free yeah. you know everything you're good exactly how you are as long as you're not uh causing harm to to anyone so that's like a pretty basic <laughs> spiritual yeah, belief you see most, reflected in it's like the golden rule really yeah you i know? mean in most concepts you know ah you know so you're thinking okay <laughs> in my mind when you said the wiccan read i was like wait it's like two pages long i don't know what just, it is i'm talking ah, about no, i might no, probably no, have no. the term wrong but it's basically yeah no just like harm none do what ye will that's right. you know that's sort of the short of it is that you don't want to Really, you know, treat others the way you want to be treated, um, kind of perfect trust, perfect respect and love. And and that's easier said than done because, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know. So it's, it's, it's a constant lesson and challenge. Yeah. Wow. Um, I want to ask you a little about tarot because I know that's a really big part of your spiritual path and your life path. And it's actually some, it's your a big part of your career as well, some as a service you 
offer to others. And I've had a reading with you and you're wonderful and you oh, have thank the best you. energy. And um, I love yeah. tarot. <laughs> you're just really lovely. And it's so tarot is a divination tool. Um, it's the, there's many. Um, I like astrology. Um, actually, that's another reason why I like Wicca and witchcraft, because I feel like there's a lot of astrology um, because it's honoring the cycles of nature even beyond Earth. Oh, but, yeah. But that's oh, a, absolutely. I digress. I digress. And there, there are astrological correspondences in the tarot as well. But that tarot is one of your main tools or maybe your main tool. So I don't know what you would... I'd love to hear your take on tarot and how you use it. Oh, so I probably will pull a card for myself pretty much every day. Um, it's just a very funny little guide. I I think when I first became interested in tarot, I was much more precious about it and, and really serious. And <laughs> I'm still serious about it, but more and more, it just makes me crack up. Like it, it's just so, it's so funny because literally it is a deck of cards and you know you open it and there can be so many archetypes so many important messages and information and some of the cards just can really it makes me laugh because it can be so dead on uh-huh. with just with just one particular image it's like oh my god how this really this has yeah it has been this kind of day you know um, it's like how did you know it, it, it's so funny <laughs> so you know yeah. and i like that you know it's tarot has such mysterious origins i mean the first tarot decks that we have that actually if you're located in new york you can go to the the Pierpont Morgan, the library, and they, I don't know if it's still on display, but you used to be able to see a couple of original cards from the um, Visconti tarot. So yeah, um, basically in Italy, you know, there were these beautiful decks in like the 1500s that, you know, 1500s, 1600s that started to like pop up and it was mainly like game for kind of... I, I can't say if this is true or not. I'm just using them as an example. But like family is like the Medici family. So, you know, these kind of wealthy, um, you know, big families of that time. And tarot was used more as sort of a game. But there are these, you know, cards. Um, and in the original tarot, you, you would see, you know, the Pope, which became the Hierophant. Right. Um, you know, you see the chariot, the lovers, you know, these kind of classic images. Um, they do think, though, that perhaps the cards had even more, you know, uh, kind of ancient origins, some theories, you know, gypsies or from India. Or Egypt. Or the, you know, yeah. or Egypt. It's like, well, you know, we no don't one totally really know. <laughs> which, is, which makes it, you know, like, how, how did this happen? But then with um, Arthur Waite, um, kind of re- reimagining the tarot and his involvement in the Golden Dawn and, and ceremonial magic and adding more occult symbols into the tarot that already existed. So now we have the Rider Waite tarot when that came out. Um, and that's kind of the tarot we all know today. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like, here's this ancient thing that's undergone quite a few facelifts and, you know, have had things added to it. And, you know, I can do a reading for myself or for a friend and I learn something new every single time. Um, yeah, the symbolism I'll, is so rich and you can just go so deep with it. I mean, there's so many layers. 
Yeah. So yeah. for me, it's it's something that's universal because we all know these archetypes. Wow. Right, and they're in pictures, so it doesn't matter yeah. what language you speak. Yeah, I mean, it, it's a universal tool, mm. and it's it just it never ceases to to teach me something so i'll think maybe the king of cups you know maybe he would resent, uh, represent certain figures in my life and then as time went on um you know it's like oh he would always come up for you know my own creativity um, or ah. for courage or you know it's just like the faces evolve um and right. i think you know i think it's it's just something that's fun and and totally useful, you know? Yeah, it, I mean, it is It is really um, shocking or has been shocking, not really anymore to me, but in the past of how often when I would do readings for myself, the same cards would come up over and over again. Yeah, and it's um, like, okay, or, what are you trying to tell me? I'm like, me? <laughs> oh, great, three of swords. Like I had this, you know, terrible boyfriend at one point, and uh I would get the three of swords, but I'd be like, oh, everything's fine. Like, and then I would be pissed off because I'd get this card that was, you know, the heartache card, you know, for the yeah. short of it. And then sure enough, by the end of the night, I'd be crying into my pillow oh. over this silly, you know, and, but every time, like, I'm not kidding you, you know, so there's a lot of um, mystery for me in the cards, but I also do trust that there's something, there's some force behind, um, behind them. I mean, to me, it's all just, it's all God to me, but um, I'm curious what your understanding is of how they work or what your belief is about how they work. So my belief is that the system, similar to like astrology or, or the runes, which I had mentioned earlier, these are systems that have been in place for ages and people attribute power to them. They, they kind of... I really feel like it's interesting. There is definitely a power in belief, and when people really work with something, it can grow more and more powerful. Um, and that, so there's that, and then mm. there's also that the system of the classic archetypes um, of people, of situations, of emotions, of the elements. So because mm. we have we have you know the pentacles representing earth, earth. you know, and the mm. swords are air, you know, the cups are water, the rods are fire. So it's sort of this perfect, you know, occult chemistry of all these symbols that are representations of our daily experiences, people we run into, aspects of ourselves that we you know, are proud of, or we'd rather not talk about. <laughs> and nature, nature, and nature, you know, yeah, kind exactly. of interacting, it becomes like a little vignette of what's around us. I do think it can predict the future, but whenever I, I meet a client for the first time, I usually just say to them, you know, this is something that I use all the time for myself, and it's very helpful in helping to make decisions, in giving extra information about something, in kind of mm. giving insight. Because so many times we have an experience where we're sitting there and we cannot see things clearly. Um, or and we're not you, listening to our guide. And so if you and see the cards reflecting something, oftentimes you already knew but didn't want to acknowledge. Or Absolutely. Yeah. You know, and and for me, you know, I can use them it's kind of a perfect medium. So if I do have intuitive moments where maybe I pick something up, 
um, the cards will reflect it. And that is often, you know, the spookiest moments where it's like, you know, maybe I have a sense about, about someone's, you know, particular upbringing or a friend or a relative or something. And then it's right there in the cards. So if I bring it up, people are, less freaked out I would say but I don't ever I don't I do not present myself as a psychic because I think I feel like there there's a huge responsibility you know with saying that and and I think it can be dangerous you know I think um, sadly I see a lot of people that are in um, vulnerable situations getting completely ripped off Oh God! Yeah. I think people should be paid for their services I do not think they should be paid you know five hundred dollars for you know ten minutes and then I need to make this crystal you know and let's you know just kind of the classic scams that right. unfortunately happen um, I look at it as a tool that is just as much spiritual as psychological and it's something that I think is helpful. But if somebody really needs, you know, psychological help or, or actual physical protection, like there have been times where, you know, I've had discussions where I've said, you know, you need to get a restraining order, you know, against somebody. Wow. You can do as much magic as you want, but, you know, this is you're using this as an escape tactic, you know, mm. and versus spirituality can help cope you know, with other things in conjunction with therapy, with, you know, leaving perhaps a violent situation, you know, um, things like that. But it's, you know, um, you have to take responsibility in addition to trusting the divine to help you or trusting the universe to help you. Yeah, absolutely. Because I think as, as more mainstream, I mean, the fact that you can go into Urban Outfitters and, and buy I sage. No, <laughs> and I you know, and tarot, and I'm like, Ugh. yeah, it's you know, it's become, you know, whether whether I like it or not, it is becoming part of the popular culture. So, you know, even more reason to be as honest and legitimate as possible. And many times I, I say no to people for, you know, certain appointments because I, I feel like, okay, I don't think I can actually help you. I think this is a different situation. And, you know, I think people sometimes want to jump on the bandwagon of, you know, oh, spirit, you know, these paths can, you know, just do this or that or burn these candles or, you know, do this and it will be fine and it will absolutely help. And with some, you know, spiritual work is is so transformative and has changed my life. But um, it absolutely is not a replacement for, you know, other things in the mundane world. Yeah, I mean, it's the same thing as even if I look at all of the natural healing modalities that are now becoming more stream and are available to us does that mean that I don't believe in hospitals anymore? Like, no, right? It's like, if I didn't have Western medicine, I'd be dead because I had appendicitis when I was a teenager. So, you know, even though I don't think that it's always a good idea to just, you know, cut, cut things off or cut things out, you know, you've got to do some emotional, spiritual, psychological work on yourself. You know, we have, I feel like everything is a reflection of the divines and so are hospitals and so is the police force. And so, you know, are all these other tools that we've been given. So anyway, that's really, that's really fascinating. Do you think that tarot is sort of like, um, essentially the universe assisting us with messages or your higher self, I guess, or God, or would you think of it that way or not? 
I think it can be all of the above. Right. Um, because, you know, I, I do believe um, in a higher power and I don't, you know, I feel, I definitely do feel when there is a moment where, uh, whether it's through art or a person where I'll be, wow, that's the divine feminine or that's the divine masculine, you know, those energies. And I can be so inspired and grateful to be alive. Um, and I do, I really do believe that there is a bigger picture. Um, but I, you know, I don't know what that is, you know, and (laughs) this is just something that has always felt right to me and it works for me. And when I look at the cards, there can be those moments of inspiration where I think, wow. And then other times it's like, well, maybe this is just my higher self just checking in going, hey, cat, maybe you need to reflect on this for a minute. Um, they say you only use what, like 10% of your brain. So what's in the other part, you know, maybe that is God, maybe that is kind of the unknown. I mean, we don't, we don't know. And it's fascinating to me. Um, you know, there are a lot of, you know, and it's interesting. You said your father was an atheist. I mean, I think that's always been fun for me is when atheists try to like argue with me and I'm like, I don't want to argue with you at all because I, you know, if that's where you're at, that's where you're at. But nobody has come from back from the dead and been like, yeah, nothing happens. Exactly. Just, and you know what? We could die and this could be it. I mean, I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> I, I genuinely, I hope not. But, you know, we don't... We don't know. We don't know. Mm. And I think it's... I think we do, you know, there are these sort of traditions and systems in place. And I think nature is magic. So Mm. I'm inspired by it. And it it makes me happy to be alive. So I choose to work with it. Yeah. That's beautiful. I don't know why I didn't think of this earlier, but you wouldn't happen to have your cards nearby, would you? Um, if you I? do don't worry about it but i'm like if you do maybe you'll pull one for it for i us. can hold yeah. on one moment sure take your time <laughs> take your time okay so i'm back great i was just i'll edit see. out the pause okay great let's see what pops up Ooh, the king of pentacles Ooh. that's exciting Okay, so, so tell us about him. The King of Pentacles, he so this is sort of the top the top you can go. The king is this usually represents a person. Um so when these court cards pop up, um it usually re- represents the person asking the question or it's somebody else in their life. So, I think for our situation and our purposes, King of Pentacles is really about um, really being the sort of the master of of your domain. You know, you have accomplished the task, and you've accomplished it extremely well. The Pentacles represent uh, material possessions, property, um, finances. You know, even even something. I had used an example of like if I wanted to create a film, it's like finishing that and you know doing it well and you know here here it is and here I'm it proud is it's of in it. your hand in the yeah, third dimension. I did it. You know the, <laughs> the King of Pentacles is really you know it could represent you know um, the wonderful Tauruses, Capricorns, uh, Virgos, the the earthly male figures in our lives mm. and. Um, 
Yeah, and just, you know, what can they show us? You know, maybe we're looking up to these people right now. Maybe this is um, a job opportunity or a director or a boss or, you know, um, you know, someone. Or an element of us, maybe. Inside. Yeah. Like you said, how it used to, was it the King of Cups you used to get? Yeah. How yeah. it started out as being somebody in your life, but then over the years it came to represent your creativity. So. Oh. I'm trying yeah. to to conjure my inner king of cups myself, to be honest yeah. with you. So yeah. I love this is a great message for me anyway. And I'm yeah. sure it means uh, it could mean something different maybe for every person listening. But yeah, oh, the king of pentacles is wonderful. I think especially now because, you know, we are we're entering into the season where, you know, things change. Um, this is a turbulent time of year and there, there is a lot of transition. So this is kind of a hopeful card of um, stability. Um, mm. Oh, you know, God, I'm welcome. You're good to be okay. <laughs> welcome. I, I really welcome that message. <laughs> That's so fantastic. Yeah. Um, oh, well, thank you for giving us that little mini uh, reading. Oh, no problem. That's wonderful. Um, I don't know if there's anything else out there that you wanted to, I know that you, that you only have so much time. So I don't know if there's anything else that we didn't touch on that you wanted people to know about, about Wicca or about, you know, magic. If we said well, it all. I think, yeah. I mean, I think we cover quite a lot. I, I think if people are, if they're interested in magic or the occult or witchcraft Really, reading is fundamental, as they say, right? You know, sure. really, you know, I'm such a nerd, <laughs> but really kind of researching the, you know, classic books, books that have been in print for, you know, 30 years, you know, because a lot of newer things are just kind of regurgitations of older, older things. What's your number and, one, like, uh, resource, favorite resource? So, in terms of books, um, I would suggest um, the spiral dance and drawing down the moon if you're interested in Wicca. Um, also, goddess worship, the spiral dance. Starhawk is an amazing feminist. Wow. Um, drawing, drawing down the moon is kind of a classic book about paganism today. Um, Scott Cunningham's books on Wicca are wonderful for beginners. Um, they're excellent. Um, I'm thinking, what else? That's the, a lot already. <laughs> there's a lot. I mean, there, there's quite a lot. And I think read about other things too. I think, you know, it's read things and then set up a small altar for yourself. Do some kind of daily spiritual practice, you know, mm. whatever that means. That could mean taking 20 deep breaths. That could mean before you get home at night, maybe going into a park near your house and just sitting there and just kind of observing the trees and the nature and just kind of being at peace it could mean yoga you know it can mean a lot of different things it's just sticking to something and practicing so you become more in tune with with yourself and with the nature around you i love how uh, individual that practice can be i i mean i think for it has to be i i think um you don't you don't want to feel you don't want to feel restricted. And I think why a lot of the new age worlds or, you know, the pagan worlds appeal to people is because they're coming from places where they were restricted. So it's always also good to question 
authority. Um, you know, mm. you can you can learn from people, and it's okay to disagree with things. You know, you might read some of the books I suggested and, and go, well, okay, some of these things appeal to me, but I I don't know about that. So keep looking into other things. You know, see what works for you because you know you're only going to know what what will. That's awesome. That's amazing advice. And um, all stuff that even just on a personal level is great for me to be hearing right now, too. Oh, so oh good. Thank you. <laughs> oh, you're, so, you're so welcome, Rebecca. You're such a lovely person. Oh, so. It's so mutual. I adore you. And I'm so grateful for this chat. And where can people find you? Because you do have a blog. Um, and I forgot to I get do. your website. And also, of course, if they want to book a reading. Um, yeah, so you that. can find me. Um, my, my blog, I, I am actually working on a new website, but for now you can find me at Venus Alchemy, uh, dot Um, and you can contact me through there. Um, I'm writing articles on witchcraft for another blog right now called Sluttist, which is an amazing feminist wow. blog. Wow. How do you spell that? Yeah. Um, uh, S L U T I S T. Okay. That's yeah. awesome. I was yeah. like, did I hear that right? <laughs> uh-huh. She's great. I love Kristen. Um, and then my blog is just Venus Alchemy. It's on Tumblr and wow. you can, you know, see all kinds of fun things that I post. And when I do classes or events, I'll put all the information out there. Yeah. She, she teaches amazing classes as well. Um, so I definitely recommend getting in touch if you're in the New York area. And I don't know if you do, do you, are your readings all in person? Oh, I can do, I've done Skype and phone readings. Great. So it doesn't matter where you are. (laughs) Even better. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Ms. Kat Cabral. And uh, I, I hope I see you soon. I'm sure I'll be popping in. Well, you're not at Enchantments anymore. Oh, no, right. I, oh, I'll get I a book was, of reading. I, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it soon. Okay, you're on. <laughs> okay. Thank you so much, Rebecca. All right, thank you so much, Kat. Thanks, Thanks so- speakers. Um, everybody be well. Have a wonderful week. Take thank care. You. Bye. Bye.